Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Psalms 121 verse 1, when you look at verse 1, it says, I will lift up my eyes to the hill for which comes my help. David wrote this, and I like how he puts it. He said, I will lift up my eyes to the hill from which comes my help. I will lift up my eyes. And those he said to the hills from which comes. And those at the hills where his help came from. Now it's interesting they put a, uh, a translation translator put the question mark at the end of this statement. Whereas some translations did not have the question mark at the end. Almost like did he really find help at the, uh, at the hill. I choose to believe that he did find help. Uh, in, in my personal opinion, I took out the question mark because in some translation it had it, some it did not. Uh, to me, I truly believe that when David said he said he found help, I truly believe he found help. And that, we'll leave it at that. Verse 2, my help comes from the Lord. Very, very um, powerful statement. My help comes from the Lord. Not just the Lord, but the one who made heaven and the one who made earth. One thing about God, we know he's powerful if he can make heaven and he he can make what? Earth. You got to be a powerful God to make heaven and you got to be a powerful God in order to make earth. And if God can make heaven and he can make earth, I'm sure he can help you whatever any situation you're dealing with right now. If a God that can make this earth, you know, a God made the earth so good that it's really been sustaining itself since the beginning of time. He had made it so that the sun continues to shine, that the moon continues to go in and do what it does. The stars are still here from when he made it. The trees are still here reproducing after their own kind. The animals are here reproducing after their own kind. And now we can get help from that God. Do you know that there's nothing that God cannot do for us? I believe, I believe the writer said in one instance, all things are possible to him that believes. I believe that. And so when we look at what David done, it, it, it's very uh, befitting, in my opinion, that he would look up to the hill from which his help came from. So it seems to me that when he does this and when he writes this, it seems to me that David is a little upbeat now that his help, has arrived in Psalms 121 and verse 1. I will lift up my eyes to the hill from which comes my help. Help is is assistance or support in times of hardship and distress. And it's nothing like getting support or assistance when you are going through a hard time or you're dealing with distress. There is nothing like it, in my opinion, getting help when you really need help. It's nothing, it's, you can talk help all day long, but until I actually get some help, that's a whole different ballgame. I'm telling you, people can talk help all day long. I'm going to help you out real soon. Just wait for me. Boy, you can be waiting and waiting, too. And, and you ain't live long enough to you have to wait for somebody to come who, quote, unquote, going to bring you help. And back, then, back when I grew up, we didn't have no cell phones. They couldn't call you. You didn't know how far they was away. You trying not to get mad because you know but God is not like that. When God said he going to help you, oh, he going to help you. 
and he going to assist you. And, and I like the definition in times of hardship and distress. I love what Jesus said in the New Testament. He says those that are sick, uh, they need a physician. But those that don't, they don't need one. In this case, when you need help, let me tell you something. Why go to the doctor if you don't need any help? Basically what Jesus is saying. Why go there if you don't need any help? If I, if I don't need assistance or help, why should I go? Well, in this particular text, he's saying this. This David needed assistance or support because he was dealing with a hardship or a distress. And so I'm sure it's, he was upbeat when he saw that the Lord decided to help him. And I would be too. I'm not going to lie to you. Another definition is to give assistance or aid. I believe most people would be happy to know they are getting assistance from a source that can truly make a difference, such as Jesus. You know that when Jesus say he's going to help you, you can buy bank on that. Because why? His word would not return back to him void. It, it will accomplish everything that he set it out to do. If Jesus say he's going to help you, you can, you can look for God to help you. That means he's going to help you, with, and, and especially at times when you really need help. I, we can look at all the other times and with other things going on in our life, but when we really need help, we need to go to a source that can truly make a difference. We can go to people, and one of the things, when I'll I, I give you just a little bit of this right here, when we, and I know y'all heard this before, sometimes we put expectation in people who can or who may or may not be able to help us. And when you put too much expectation in people, Disappointment can take place, frustration can take place, and you can feel some type of way when individuals don't help step out the way that they, they, they say they say they should. Jesus won't do you like that. Because if you have hope, expectation in the right way, you know God is a man of his word. He can't lie. If he said angels gonna be there, angels gonna be there. If he said you're gonna get you will be as strengthened in this situation, you're gonna be strengthened in the situation. Because God, what, cannot lie. If he says something, if we have the right word to back up what he said, if it ain't came to pass yet, oh, it's coming to pass. You can look for God to do what he said he's going to do according to his word. And so when we have expectation not based on the word of God, yeah, we might get disappointed. We might be upset. We might look at folks and say, hey, why didn't you do this, that, or the other? Well, they're people. People go every now and then uh, oh, come up a little bit short. Not meaning to good folks will come up a little bit short. And so when you put a lot of trust in people, sometimes people come up short. I'm just going to be honest with you. And you get frustrated and mad all you want to. And you know what God do? He'll just look at you. Did I tell you to put that much trust in that person? Did I tell you to put that much in that company or that business or whatever it is? And you're like, well, guess what you get? I'm the one that said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm the one that said, I'll be there for you when everybody else is gone. I'm the one who said this, that, and the other. And he said it, and he got, he got the power to back it up. And that's what I love about God. When we start putting our trust in people, that's when we get in trouble. I'll be honest with you, I've been guilty of it. I got upset with it. And you know what? I, I went to God and complained about it. And you know what God did? He did look, I don't know, you know how folks did look at you. You'd be talking and talking and talking and then God would give you a scripture or something to drop down in your spirit. You're like, oh. <laughs> Woo! 
Kind of like when, when Job got upset with God and, and then he went through all this. And then Job said, where were you when I did this, that, and the other? And, jo- and Job had to kind of back it on down, didn't he? <laughs> hey, we're the same way with us. When we start putting our trust in other things other than when God didn't tell us to do, we can bring all the case we want to. But God, he, no, God got enough word to back up what he, why he told you, why he, what he told you, when he told you that you have to back up just like the rest of us did. Sometimes God ain't got to say nothing. Sooner or later, we'll come to the conclusion. Hey, I should have more trust in you, Jesus, than I did in that situation. Support for David came as he lifted up his eyes toward the hill. David got help when he lifted. He is exalted when he rose up and supported and aided. But I like this, his eyes. His eyes represented his mental and spiritual faculties. When David lifted, or excuse me, rose up and started taking his eyes of what his current situation was and put his eyes on Jesus or the God with more than enough, he had to, listen, his life changed for the better. And I truly believe that we do the same thing I believe our lives will change for the better. That's why he says, I I lifted up my eyes. But his eyes represent his mental and his spiritual faculties. And when you look up, when you take your mind and your spirit and put it toward God, it can't help but change for the better. That's why David had to change his focus, just like we have to change our focus from our problem. And and notice what I wrote here, to be solution-oriented with Jesus. When you go, when you work with Jesus, Jesus is solution oriented. He is solution or he going to find the answer to what you're looking for. Listen, that's why I love it when he said this. I look up to the hills was coming my help. See, David had a problem. The reason he needed help is because he had a problem. The Bible does not say specifically what his problem was. And there's a few of three, two or three different scenarios where people say what it is but the thing is this he had a problem and he needed help and and jesus was giving the Lord was like this you got to quit looking at what your problem is right now and something in the spirit say i need to look up toward jesus this problem right here got me messed up this problem right here no listen this problem is not if i keep my eyes on the problem i will never get the answer that i'm looking for And many of us should have realized by now, if you keep your eyes on the problem too long, it's going to bring about doubt and unbelief. It's going to bring about trouble. It's going to bring about, it would not build your spirit man back up because why? It is, you got your eyes on the wrong thing. That's why David had to change his focus. And many of us in the sanctuary want to learn how to change our focus. Because you can look at your problem and your problem you know something about your problem? Your problem won't change a bit as long as you look at it. You know I mean? You can just look at it and then look at it and then look at it. And you can hold that up on the two while you while you looking at it. Sometimes when I'm, I'm dealing, doing something or if I'm studying and I feel like a mental block, I just get away and walk away from the computer. I said, let me just, I need to change my focus for a few minutes. Because I'll be looking at it. I said, God, what you saying right there? What you saying? Or whatever the problem is I'm looking at. I be looking at it and looking at it. I find myself, my eye get heavy and everything. And I said, "Whoo, let me get up and walk away from this computer right here. Because this ain't, this ain't solving nothing right here. 
home, man, I'm getting sleepy. I'm about to fall asleep. I'm talking about me. I don't know what your situation is. Whatever you do, when you start looking at a problem too long, I, man, I have looked at my, you might, y'all probably do stuff like this. I've looked at my checking account. No, one, one penny didn't change while I'm looking at it, right? One penny did not change while I'm looking. I'm just looking at it and looking at it and looking at it. Nothing changed. So I said, well, Lord, let me just get up and walk away from this, fam. And then you know what? Sometimes I have to just, well, it is what it is. They shut it down, go on back to bed. Because, you know, ain't nothing you can do about it. The thing that we're talking about here is we need to t- change our mental focus, our mental, what we, uh, even what we talked about on Sunday, uh, change what we're looking at and to look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Woo. I got a problem. I got to stop looking at the problem. I got to look at Jesus. I got, listen, let me say this to you. One thing I believe about this, this problem in David's life was real. This was nothing he made up. I believe it was something that was causing a certain amount of distress in his life, but he had to stop looking at that thing that caused the stress and look at Jesus. And when you look at Jesus, Jesus is problem or he's going to try to solve your problem. He's going to try to solve your problem. You can't look at Jesus and think your problem going to stay the same. Just by the nature of God, he don't keep problems the same. He just changes stuff. And when you notice this, when you look at Jesus and look at him the right way, he'll give you solutions to what you're dealing with. Sometimes solution solution going to be something that's be still and know that I'm God. Some solution will be, I give you peace that passes all understanding. Sometimes the solution is, you know I'm going to supply that need, don't you? Here you are trying to figure it out, but I've already supplied the need. Sometimes our solution is based on a written and revealed word of God. You're going to get in a situation and God's going to say, you know, he said better is here, better is coming. Whose report do you believe? Hey, tell somebody, I believe the report of the Lord. Tell somebody, I believe the report of the Lord. I believe the report of the Lord. And so he changed his focus. David said, I will lift up my eyes to the hill from which comes my help. And notice what he says. I, I like this, that David's help came from the hill. Hill is an interesting word because it means mountain, but it also means the place of God. How do you know it means the place of God? Look at the text. He looked up to the hill from which comes his help. Where does help come from? His help came from the Lord. Who had to be there when he looked at the hill? It had to be God. It had to be God. So God, we experience different results when we focus our attention on the dwelling place of God instead of where carnal or fleshly desires dwell. Notice when David had his attention on the problem, there was nothing changing, nothing getting better, nothing. Listen, he didn't say no help was coming. He didn't say no assistance was coming. But when David put his eyes on the dwelling place of God, he said, whoo, my help come now. My assistance is here now. My support is here now. So while he was looking at fleshly ideas and carnal ideas, no help came. But when he, he took his attention off the fleshly and the carnal and man's way of doing it and put it on God's way of doing it, things changed for the better. And what I like about this, it wasn't the fact that, the fact that one plus one still equal two. But he said, look, I'm looking at this thing from a different perspective now. I'm looking at a God that, that can do all things but fail. I'm looking at it from God's perspective and not my own perspective. 
I'm taking my mind off of flat corner or fleshly mindsets. I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. I'm putting my place on where God dwells at. I'm putting my uh, uh, on the hill from which comes my help, the place of God. And see, that's why David was clear that his help came from the Lord. He was clear about that. He knows he didn't even, he didn't wonder who it was. He said, my help comes from the Lord. I ain't got to wonder about where my help coming from. It ain't coming from my father. It ain't coming from my brothers. Oh, his brothers that, that did all types of things. His brothers that told him to stay back and listen while we go fight this battle. It was coming from his father who, who when he stayed back and kept his father's sheep, it came from the Lord. It came from his uh, the one true God. It came from his provider. It came from his help. I'm talking about help with a capital H on it. I'm talking about it came from his strength. It came from our strength, I should say. It came from our deliverer. It came from our protection. It came from our prosperity. It came from the Lord. And because his sisters came from the Lord, he expected a change for the better. And this is when you, when, when it comes from God, you can expect to change for the better. Oh, and it ain't going to be like other things in your life that came up. This change, when God give it to you, it's going to be a change for the better. Listen, you can get a raise and promotion, but it won't be like God helping you. You can get, listen, God can hear your body from the top of your head to the sole of your feet, but it's nothing like when God is. It's nothing like when God touched your body. God, listen, God can do all things but what? Fail. He's a God of more than enough. And I like that, that David didn't have to question where his help came from. It didn't come from the armies, that all the armies he was over. It didn't come from none of his children. It did not come from any of uh, the, the many battles that he had won. He realized that his help came from the Lord. And we got to realize that same thing. We got to realize that our assistance and our support comes from the Lord. It's not, listen, whatever we deal with on Monday, on Tuesday, and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, our help comes from the Lord. Our support comes from the Lord. Yeah, I know that they gave you this, that, and the other, and they told you they didn't give you two or three secretaries and two or three assistants and, and a manager under you and a manager over you, and they'll give you tech support and everything else, but you better realize your real help comes from the Lord. There's nothing like God's help in your life. Nothing like God's helping your life. Nothing like God helping you in every situation of your life. And when God helps you, oh, you can expect better to take place. You can expect for your mind, the thinking to get better, your talking to get better, and you, the way you conduct your life to get better. Why? Because your help comes from the Lord. And you know God is going to be, listen, when God help you, you ain't got to worry about will man approve of it or not. Oh, sometimes man won't approve of your help, but God will help you anyway. Because you know how men is sometimes? We don't want to give them too much help because they may they may shine better than me. Oh, y'all ain't got to say that in right there, boy. Boy, I hear the vein right there. But you know, God, man will only give you so much help because they don't want to make you. Listen, you're already shining because of the anointing. But they gave you, see, this is what happens when, when, when God arranges or they send help your way. Whether it's directly or indirectly, that anointing that's on you because they're helping you, it's going to get off on them. 
And when it get off on them, do you know what's happening? They're going to start shining. And then all the, well, listen, you start shining. Y'all both going to start shining. And y'all going to mess around and y'all going to be doing the work of 10 folks on based on just two. And they're like, how in the world they do it like that? I only gave them two. I know it's 15. It takes about 10 to do their job, but they only got two and they doing it like they got 15. Because of the anointing that God puts upon you. See, God, the anointing, not just for this sanctuary, the anointing is when you get on your business. The anointing when you get on your job. The anointing when you get in your home. The anointing is when you get in every area of your life. God will anoint you. And when he anoints you, you're going to start looking like, like Job said. You're coming out looking like shiny gold now. You looking good now. You starting to shine now. Why? You got God's favor operating in your life. And not only that, the person that's working with you got God's favor. Your department got God's favor on it. You got all kinds of favor going on. And the enemy knows it too now. Don't, don't think he don't know it now. The enemy is not naive. He knows when you got the favor of God operating in your workplace or your facility. He knows it. And it don't matter what they do, God knows better than anybody. That's why God gives you ideas and strategies and everything else. He gives you supernatural solutions to help you with your problem. In your school, boy, you're you looking better because God is on you. You got somebody praying for your school. You got somebody that's anointed in your school. See, it, whenever, wherever you go, you know you got angels all around you, don't you? And when you go to school, you got the angels go to school with you, don't you? They don't leave you home. Don't stay back. Like, well, I can't go to school right here because they don't allow me in there. No, all you need is got to be a born-again believer. <laughs> when you go to work, angels go with you when you go to work. You don't really know how, think about this. You really don't know how much danger God takes away from your place of employment because of the angels that in there. Do you know right now that the enemy tries to do stuff? He look over there and says, Lord, they got 15 angels around that company right there. Let me go to company B over here because they ain't got nobody over here praying hard. You see the difference? Because of the anointing that's on your life, it makes the difference. God sends supernatural help. I like help, but I like supernatural help. Supernatural, God's working on our behalf. And that's why when we come into the house of the Lord, we should expect help, not only help, but strength. Go to Psalms 20, verse 2. So we know God is going to help because he says, David says this, my help comes from the Lord. So not only is he going to help there, but he also going to give us strength. And what better place to do it is in his own house. You know, some people got the nerve to say, well, you know, you really don't need church anymore. Why they get stuff? I, you know, I know they make stuff up, y'all. I know folks. Now, you start agreeing with folks, that's your problem. But I'm gonna give you enough word, hopefully, in that you'll just stop agreeing with folks that make that say silly stuff like that. Notice what it said in Psalms 20, verse two: May He send you help from where? Only got about five people read. Let me try that again. Hold on. Make sure you get there. Make sure you get there. You need to see the scripture. Psalms 20, verse two. Psalms 20 and verse 2. And the Bible reads as follows. May he send you help from where? There we go, my brother. And those, not only would he send you help from the sanctuary, 
but he will strengthen you out of Zion. Zion is the dwelling place of God. Remember when David looked up to the hill? Here represent the mountain. It also represented what? The place of God. So notice this. When we are in the sanctuary, we get help, but we keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And just like they said here in the latter part of verse 2, and strengthen you out of Zion. That means out of Zion, the dwelling place of God. Strengthen you. Strengthen you means this, to support you. And I like this, sustain you. I'm going to stop right there. Let's deal with sustain for a moment. One of the greatest blessings God gives us is sustaining power. God will sustain you despite the enemy's attempts to get you to get off track. I mean, you, sometimes it's just supernatural how God sustains you. How, I mean, when you pass it that means while you're doing what you're doing, God is still sustaining you. Sustaining you through the midst of trials and tribulation. Sustaining you with heartache and just like when David was going through distress, God was sustaining him. And you don't really listen. You ain't live long enough till you've been into a hot trial. And the only thing that kept you through that hot trial was God's sustaining power. It wasn't the fact because you prayed like you're supposed to pray. It wasn't the fact that you, listen, you studied like you're supposed to be studying. Because sometimes the trial be so hard, you can't hardly read your Bible. The trial be, the, listen, you be going through such a hard, hot trial, you can't barely, listen, understand the scriptures that you're trying to read sometimes. Boy, that is a trial and a half right there. You be trying to read and study, but you can't hardly do it. And because why? It's messing with your mind in such a way that you, the only thing keeping you is God sustaining power. And God knows how to sustain somebody too. Because I've been through hot trials and I've been, listen, I, I lifted the Bible and the Bible, I didn't want to read. I said, well, I ain't got to feel like reading no Bible right because this, this trial is just tremendous in my life. Now you may not have been through a trial like that, but I've lived long enough, but been through a, through a trial that says, you know what? I don't want to read the scriptures today. I don't even want to pray because it's, listen, I've been up to the church and say, God, you know what? This is just it today. I don't feel like dealing with it. I just went back home because why? It was going through a hot trial, but God sustaining power kept me through that hot trial. I mean, a hot trial too, brother. Hot trial, sister. Because God will keep you with his sustaining power. And it's got to be powerful when you don't feel like praying, don't feel like studying. And you you come to church because it's out of duty, obligation. But it's really not what you want to do. But God will keep you through sustaining power. God will keep us all through sustaining power. And God, that's what he gives us when we come into the sanctuary, sustaining power. Because, you know, I'm sure you ain't got to tell me that I've lived long enough and I've been, I've been a member and I've been in, in situations where some of the last time we have picked up our Bible was the last time we came to church. Don't say no. Don't say amen right there. Just, just stay with me just one moment. Just stay right there. You ain't even seen scripture since last the time we were together and assembled ourselves together. But now God kept you with sustaining power. You know, there's some people right now, the last time they was at church is when and they'll show up like they never have missed the service. God sustaining power. You can't put a hand on it. You can't finger it. And you know what? Even through the sustaining time, you know, they're, they're like, God been good to me. Like, I ain't seen you in a month. You say, God been good to you? I've been here every Sunday. And I, 
sustaining power. You can't put your hand on it. You can't figure it out. God got a power that he keeps to himself that no man can put a hand on it. No man can dictate it. No man can vote on it. No man can tell you what he going to do with it. But he's a sustainer. Woo, tell somebody he's a sustainer. And if it's true, say he sustained me too. Ooh, yes, Lord, he sustained me too. He's a sustainer. Not only sustainer, he established us and he comforts us. Holy Spirit is a comforter in the time of need. So we know when we come into the house of the Lord, we should expect help and not only help, but strength. When we enter the sanctuary, according to Psalms 20 and verse 2. And I like this. Supernatural solutions and godly help bring comfort. When God gives you help, it comforts you. I don't know. I, I can say a man 15 times on that before I go to the next point. Because I know when you get help, you get a rhema word. You're like, okay, God, you must be on my, you must be talking to me, God. Nobody in the sanctuary knows you're talking to me like you're talking to me. Oh, you're talking to me today, God. You're talking to me, God. I'm, whoo, God, you're talking to me. And when God sometimes says something to you like that, you're like, it's good to know God know what I'm going through. He heard my prayer because I ain't felt nothing else nowhere else. But I know when I came into the house of God, God heard me and he, he understands what I'm going through. That's, that's supernatural help. I told my wife last time we were ministering in a, a certain church, uh, I, I went off on this rabbit trail and the lady, I didn't even know, the lady came back to me. I mean, she stopped me in the parking lot and she said, you know what? I'm going through what you were talking about, that very thing. I said, wow. I didn't know. Had no earthly. In fact, when I was saying, I think, I think in my mind, why am I saying this? <laughs> why is this coming to me so clearly? And I said, okay, all right. But then at the end of the because if she didn't want to say anything, I never would have known. But God knew what she needed to hear at that time. And you know what she heard in it? She heard it in the sanctuary. She did not hear it in a personal prayer time. She did not hear it while she was, amen, riding up and down the road. She heard it when she got in the house of God. And don't you know that God is not a respecter of person? He will do the same thing for you. God will give you a solution. He will give you help. He will give you strength. And he'll do it in his sanctuary. And there's some people that got the nerve to say we shouldn't go to church. When God is sending help in his sanctuary. You, you shouldn't, you ain't got to go. Oh, you'll be all right the way you are. They missing their help and they missing their strength. One of the definition of strength is they missing their sustaining power. Isn't that something? God did all, does all of that for us. In his sanctuary. That's why I'm like David. I found help in the sanctuary. I found assistance in the sanctuary. I found support in the sanctuary. I was going through a hard time. But God sent me to the sanctuary. And he had to say a whole bunch. All I knew is. Is he gave me a word. and said you know what. I'm helping you son. And, and I didn't have to know all the things. He got to go through every detail. How he helping me. Just to know the fact that I'm walking out with his help. When I leave this place now. Woo-wee. Listen, it's like you come in here like this, right? You come in here like this, right? Come in here. Everybody see me. Everybody see me. Everybody see me. All right. Fifth row. Sir, y'all, got, y'all got me, right? Come here, brother, real quickly. Come here real quickly. I came into the sanctuary. And when I got here, y'all stand behind me. 
Stand beside you. I want you everybody to see my, yeah, right here. Now, I came in with no help. Now, look at my help right now. Some of y'all missed that, didn't you? Y'all missed that. Stay right there. I came in with no help, but when I got here, I got help. Now, I leave here. Come on, go, boy. I leave here with help now. Now, the enemy that thought he had me, oh, he, he, I got something for him now. Because <laughs> I'm not coming in my name. I'm coming in the name of the Lord. And when the Lord comes, he's sending me help. Come on, get my arm right quick, brother. I'm sitting to be straight now. I'm not going in my might. I'm going in his might. I'm going in his strength. I'm going in his ability. I'm not going. Listen, I, I came in like this, but I'm walking out like this. That's what God will do for you in the sanctuary. He'll give you help and what? Some of y'all got it yet. He'll give you what? Help and what? Strength. He'll give you what? Help and what? He'll give you help and what? And what? Thank you. Give the Lord a hand of praise for my assistance real quickly. Mm. Now, I like the fact that he says my help comes from the Lord. But notice something about the Lord he's talking about, just in case you're wondering, just in case you, you're trying to figure out which God he's talking about. He said the one who made heaven and earth. Ooh-wee. We ain't talking about no weak God already. We ain't talking about a God that's got this little bit. Oh, no, we're talking about the one who produced, created, and prepared heaven and earth. The Bible says in the book of Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That is the very God that's helping us now. That is the very God, the one who created the sun the moon, the stars, the trees, the flowers, the plants, the ocean, the where they woo. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And now that God that created everything is helping us tonight. I'm talking about He's helping us tonight. I'm talking about He is assisting us tonight, supporting us tonight. Whatever you're dealing with tonight, you let me tell you something right now. If you hit receive what I given you tonight, you will leave him with extra help and strength. I don't, what do, it don't matter what you're dealing with. Can anything stand up to God? Can anything stand up to our King and our Savior? Can anything stand up to the one who made the heavens and the earth? That's who's helping you tonight. That's who's helping you we get to that school tomorrow. That's who's helping you we get back home tonight. That's who's helping you we get in that car. That's who's helping you with your body. That's who's helping with you with your money. That is who's helping you tonight. The one who created heaven and earth. And let me say this to you. He did it with his creative power. Creative power. I mean, every time, let me tell you, well, I ain't got no answer. Don't matter because God got creative power. You know that before the heaven and the earth was, there was nothing. The Bible says in Genesis 1 that, uh, and 1, it says the earth was out form of void. And, and it, 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 it basically, it just wasn't nothing, really. It wasn't nothing that we could put our hands on, but God used his creative power to create. We understand that our God has power that can turn any situation around. He is a creative God. Just like the Lord did it for David, I believe he'll create ideas, solutions, and ways of escape for us. And not only for us, but for others as well. We can tell others about Jesus. You tell God, you know, God brought me out. He can bring you out. 
How can he do it, Pastor? If he got to create something, he'll do it to get you out. If he got to produce something, he'll produce something to get you out. How many know that God produced something in your life to get you out of what you're in right now? That wasn't a, somebody said, I ain't no way in the world they get dogs out of this way he was doing. Oh, but God knew. He knew exactly what to create, what environment to put it in, and how to do it. And it got me out of what I was in. He knew I'll get saved, but I got in that right environment right there. And he, not only would he do it for me, he'll do it for others. All you got to do is bring them to the sanctuary where they can get help and what? Strength. Just like they need it, we all need it. Hallelujah to God. That's why God's creative power can create a miracle that will change our life for the better, which Jesus is still doing in this church today, according to 1 Corinthians 12, 28. Go to 1 Corinthians 12, 28. 1 Corinthians 12, 28. I like what it says in 1 Corinthians 12, 28. And God has appointed these. And notice where these are at. Let me, let me make sure you got it. I, I got ahead of y'all. Some of y'all still turning. Some of y'all still turning. I want to see, I want y'all to see this. Just show you that goes in line with Psalms 20 and verse 2. Psalms 20 and verse 2. Remember what it said? Now I want you to look at 1 Corinthians 12, 28. Now I'm going to read from the beginning. And God has appointed these in the what? There we go. I, I hear some people still reading. Let's go on now. And God has pointed these in the what? Now notice what he, the things he put in there. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to get to the point. I'm going to stop in just a moment. First apostle, second prophets, third teachers. After that what? After that what? And where are the miracles at? In the church, right? Where would God say you're going to send help at? In the what? There we go. And we're going to do miracles. God's doing miracles. What are miracles? got strength, power, ability, riches, and might. Miracles are strength. Whenever you need supernatural strength, God will give it to you. But he's doing it where? In the church. Now, this is, this is his word, y'all. This is his word. In the church. In the church. Not only that, you give him power. But where do you do it at? In the church. Ability. We need supernatural ability. But he said, I'm putting it where? In the what? Church. I'm using riches and I'm putting them where? In the church. I'm giving you might, but I'm putting them where? In the church. That's it. God creates something for us that will cause better to take place. Along with supernatural increase, supernatural solutions, supernatural favor, and whatever else you need, God can do it. Isn't that wonderful to know? And it's all available to every time we come into the house of God. Week in and week out. He's putting it where? In the church. Thank God for miracles, but the miracles are where? In the church. They're in the church. They start here, but you know what's beautiful about that? They'll start here, but they may end up at your house. They'll start here, but they might end up at your, at your school. They'll start here, but they end up, amen, in your house or your business or your job or wherever you may be in. But they start in the church. And they may manifest somewhere else. Isn't it good to know that God, you, every time I walk in the house of God, God says, you know what? I'm looking at that person right there. They need a miracle. They don't even know it yet. Thank y'all for the four women. Two, two of y'all got that, didn't you? That some of y'all don't even know you need miracles. But God is speaking to somebody in the sanctuary this afternoon. I have started your miracle. 
And you're going to see it manifest somewhere, either at your job, your home, your school. Could be you ride down the road and the car is not paying attention on the other side. And all of a sudden, whoo, it moved over. You're like, how did they move over? Miracle. Where did it start at? In the house of God. Somebody prayed. Somebody said, move that t- truck on the other side of the road. They don't even know what's coming to them right now. But God said, I do, I do it. So I'm going to pray. I'm praying. They come into the house of God. When they come, you just release miracles in your life. And let me say this to you, not just one miracle, but miracles is unlimited because you serve an unlimited God with unlimited resource, unlimited power, unlimited ability. He can do all things. Nothing God cannot do. That's why David found his help when he took his eyes off his situation and lifted his spiritual focus on the Lord. Each week we can come into the sanctuary and expect help and strength as God brings into existence a revealed word for us to live by, by just like Matthew 4 and 4 that caused better to take place in our life. Go to Matthew 4 and 4. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. I like what Jesus said, but he answered and said, it is written, man should not live. How should he live? How should he conduct himself, the way he thinks, and the way he talks, and the way he acts? He should do it by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's how our life going to be better. That's how better going to take place in our lives. That's going to be because we conduct ourselves in the way we think, the way we talk, and the way we act, according to Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. Just like David found help, we can find help in the sanctuary when we come each week with a growth mindset to receive our support. Each week we should come with a growth mindset to receive our support, saying, God, what does he want to do for me this week? You, 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 You said I got help and strength in the sanctuary. I believe I'm leaving with help and strength from the sanctuary. I believe because you said it, God. I know I know Pastor Dawes proclaimed it, but actually you said it. He just proclaiming what you said. I see the promise for myself. All the promises of God in him are yes and amen. Your word can't return back to your boy because you said it. You said it. And you say it. And when you say, hey, nothing can stop what you say. We should follow David's example by keeping our spiritual minds on Jesus instead of carnal and fleshly items. We have to stop with that fleshly mindset and that carnal mindset and keep our eyes off. Listen, be like David. Take our eyes off of that and look up to the hill for which cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord. That's why Jesus helps us in the sanctuary, a place that's set apart, a place that's a sacred place and a holy place. We have to be mindful to maintain God's church as a holy place inwardly and outwardly so in turn when we come into the house of God when we come into his sanctuary we can find help and we can find strength I found help in the sanctuary I'm done thank you so much for listening to today's message please subscribe to our podcast and if you're ever in the Villarica area you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. 
Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.